Peace, good people. Peace. V, how you feeling today? I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm coasting through the day. Feeling I like, like that. I'm coasting. How are you feeling? I'm feeling refreshed. That's a good feeling. Yeah. Feels Thank good. you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yes. Yes. We here. It feels good today. It does. I I really, I sat with my journal and was intentional about identifying the feeling. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, "Mm, productive doesn't truly capture it. Mm -hmm. Busy isn't it either. Don't want to be there too much. Right. No, I feel like I'm I'm coasting through the day. I had a goal this morning, a -hmm. personal goal that I didn't say out loud, but once I said it out loud, I was able to attain it. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate that because I feel like it's being able to attack something on the on the onset of your day. That, you know, that's that, my language. I know, right? Like getting started, having a good start, it just really, it creates a hopefulness about the closing of the day. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. When I get up, I like to get up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you do. You do. Yeah, I like, I like, <laughs> I like to get up in a goal. I like to get up in... Mm-hmm. time in my own thoughts right mm-hmm. but i like to get up in the day mm-hmm. like put some points on the board yeah. and the points for me can look like efficacy at what i desire to do mm-hmm. uh, the points for me can look like finding real gratitude mm-hmm. not like rehearsed gratitude that part yeah so i start putting those points on the board and it just gives me information on my pacing yeah i love that and that real gratitude versus the rehearsed gratitude. That's a bar. That is a bar. That's a practice. Let's go. Write that one down. Real gratitude. <laughs> yeah. Speaking so do you have an affirmation? I do. While you're writing that one down, I want to share an affirmation that feels a little bit like today. And I am reading from the Solar Affirmation, the Toolkit for Reflection and Manifesting the Light Within, mm-hmm. page 26. And it's so crazy how this reads so different based upon where I am in my body, in my mind, mm. versus how I used to run from this one. Mm. And today I'm leaning in. Cool, lean in. Today I will take time to honor a sacred moment, no matter the circumstances around me. Mm. My happiness is my responsibility, and I'm okay with that. <sighs> my happiness is my responsibility, and I'm okay with that. And that was the one that used to just... Rub me the wrong way. But who am I going to confront? <laughs> I wrote it, right? But it's like, so it's, it set me inward. But I now recognize that when I can experience happiness, I make it my responsibility because I like the way it informs the lens I use to mm. see the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a fake feeling. It's just the lens I use to respond to adversity, stimuli. Mm-hmm. Um, a toddler. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that again. A toddler. A toddler. A whole okay. ass toddler. Okay. <laughs> but especially when 
She is challenging me. Yeah. But I am able to identify that I'm happy to experience these challenges because they're just part of her cognitive development. How important that is, because as you were reading it, obviously, you know that this affirmation has rubbed me, too, because I have been in the depths of some grief and I have had minimal capacity some days where happiness don't even it don't feel like a choice. Like it doesn't feel like it's a choice that I can just make. You know, mm-hmm. circumstances have interrupted my ability to authentically make that choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting as we talk about the real gratitude versus rehearsed gratitude. I almost feel like in those moments, the rehearsed gratitude is essential because you may be at capacity and not feeling it. But if you say it enough with repetition. Uh-huh. And conviction. And conviction. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So the points on the board that I was talking about at that season, points looked like rehearsing mm. the gratitude, rehearsing the knowings. Mm-hmm. But in any journey in which you are pursuing growth, it can look very different what what points on the board looks like. Mm. So if we go back to your journey with running, mm-hmm. where you began as a runner is not where you would identify yourself to be, let's just say a year into the journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand that. So you want to be able to have maybe greater stamina or more push, right? Uh, better turnover, the strength of your feet, mm-hmm. all those things. So for me, this morning, the real gratitude was the points on the board Mm -hmm. because I rehearsed the knowings long enough to want to find it in its true essence, Mm -hmm. however it finds me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not rushing the gratitude, Mm -hmm. but I am watchful to experience a true dose of it. Because I rehearsed the knowings waiting for this moment. Wow. And that rehearsing helped me apply it in real time. Yep. I get it. It's funny. In my journal this week, I wrote down, explore what brings me joy. Mm. Because I, I just, I felt like I was very um, routine and yeah, begging for like how I could better show up for myself in the journey of being in a relationship with myself? Like, how will I hold myself responsible for my joy or exploring it? And that brings me to a number of things that I found bring me joy. I was talking to a friend of ours the other day, and we were talking about just exploring ourselves. And Mm -hmm. I said, I want to pick up a, a hobby that requires me to engage in growth. So I said, you know, I owe the base some more time. And he was like, yeah, I understand that. But I feel like that's too closely associated with music and what you do as a career. Mm -hmm. So I'm challenging you to find something outside of that. And that's how I got to the Frisbee. Okay, (laughs) Because I really like Frisbee. So if anybody out there want to hit me up and invite me up to Frisbee. 
please hit him up because I'm tired of being his partner. I I do not want to play frisbee no more. <laughs> no, I, but I need it. Black Beyond Measure honors and elevates Black creators, artists, entrepreneurs, and others in the Black community. Target holds the community front and center, supporting their products, ambitions, and efforts, and the people behind them, encouraging them to thrive. And the best way Fee and I show up for our community is by being our fullest selves. Understanding more about myself and about my wellness helps feed my inner glow. For me, that's journaling or sitting outside in my garden and just being. And it looks different every day, but it allows me to recharge. Those intentional moments of self-care allow me to show up for others. And being there for others is foundational to our practice. Connecting with other angel parents, with other people on their journey with grief has been an immeasurable story of love. And we love how our community has poured into us. Community support is everything. And Target understands what it means to invest, uplift and celebrate community. Learn more at Target.com backslash Black Beyond Measure. But you know what else I found brings me joy? Yeah. Um, it's not just the creation of music, but it's when music hits me spiritually. Mm-hmm. When I experience it at that level, mm-hmm. it's euphoric. Mm-hmm. I want to journey. I want to talk about it. I want to explore the feelings that it evokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that happened in some creative writing that Soul Development got to do. But it also happened in this really dope conversation that you brought my way today in the backyard fee. We were working out. Uh. And in the middle of like trying to find that groove of what you want to vibe to, Kamali was also deciding to DJ. <laughs> Let me just put that out there. Jules TV, man. Running it back and not finishing a song. <laughs> nope. She's a terrible DJ. She never finishes. But then Felicia got to a song that got us all moving. Yeah, I knew she liked it. I knew she liked it. And I, I love how you prefaced it, right? We were, we were in the backyard. We're working out. And this is so important to me because it's hard to get to some days, but it's something that also brings me joy. I like to see how far I can push myself, push my body Mm -hmm. and how strong I can really be. And I am having a shift right now um, as life has transitioned me into being Kamali's mom, a toddler's mom, right? Things look a little bit differently, but I needed some music to really pick me up in this moment. And I was reminded as I was looking for something for all of us to listen to of the feeling I had yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in the car and I'm like, I want to, I think if I'm being completely honest, I wanted to listen to some music that I felt like historically connected to almost. Like I wanted a deeper connection with the music and the rhythms in my body. Okay. Right. And yep. it took me to listening to some Afro beats or like some some music from like the continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. Right. And in the last several years, there has been this rise in popularity of this music. And I love that we get to experience on this coast. Right. Mm-hmm. On this part of the world. And that it has grown so much that we have this type of access now, right? It almost feel it feels liberating sometimes mm-hmm. hearing the music, especially in in festival spaces or in spaces where it's a little bit more diverse. Like when I hear that music, I feel like no, this is music from from my homeland, yeah. right? So yeah. there's this deeper connection that I'm having with the rhythms, and 
I selected some music and it wasn't hitting the way I wanted it to on my drive home, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, why am I not having the, the experience that I'm looking for? And I'm scrolling through my phone, like scrolling through the playlist and I get to Kendrick Lamar's Die Hard and yeah. I play that. And the way the beat dropped in that moment, it just, it was what I needed. It was actually the experience that I was looking to have. And in mm. having that experience, there was this pride that I started to feel in my body for the experience. And I say that because like, I am a child, I am a descendant of the transatlantic slave trade through my mother, right? Mm-hmm. But I never had any like pride in identifying that experience for reasons I have yet to explore, but not that I'm not proud to be black, but there's something about the experience of the transatlantic slave trade that mostly envelopes sadness. That's what I think about. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And when I think about the struggles, the, the fight, the plight of black people since mm-hmm. they've come to the shores of this land, like there isn't exactly the feeling of pride that I get in the early onset of that thinking. But in this moment, I felt the pride. And I think it was understanding that Kendrick is also sharing in the the Black experience uh-huh. through the transatlantic slave trade. Uh-huh. And what music has come through his lineage, uh-huh. right? It's because it's not just him. Uh-huh. You're, you're not exempt. You're not singular in your creative expression. Mm-hmm. We know this from messages that we see, receive from our loved ones, like that are passed down. Mm-hmm. Like all of our ancestors come with us in our creative expression. At mm-hmm. least that's what I believe. That makes a lot of sense. I believe it as well, but I love the way you articulated it. That it is this, it is this ongoing fabric, this handing down of truths, gifts, sounds, uh, propensities, interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These things like they last. Yeah. And they're constantly showing up. Yes. Some of us can hear it, receive it, mm-hmm. and translate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so hearing his music in that moment when I was looking to have an intimate connection, like in my body, yeah. right? Yeah. Was incredible. Like, Kariga, the way I was bopping, like, home, all I could think about was like, wow, this is so incredibly special to have endured an experience like this mm-hmm. and to be able to create create music like this yeah. nothing has connected to me deeper than music of the african diaspora of the african-american experience yeah it is so incredibly special and profound and resilient and rich and distinct yes and and has literally made its way around the globe as well it has ma- oh my gosh the <laughs> What we but what we know about the Black American music experience and Black American music is that in some of its earliest stages, because of the design of business, because of the design of inequity, mm-hmm. a lot of our earliest works were stolen from us mm-hmm. and presented to other audiences by other images and other singers. Mm-hmm. But they were really going for that that feel. Right. The spirit of the work. And we know that because whether it is Sly and the Family Stone, whether it is 
Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. you're hearing these influences globally. Globally. To the way people express music, express bass lines, mm-hmm. the way they mix a record mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. leave space. All these like imprints come from Black American music, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And music is not simply entertainment, but it's also a method of feel, right? Feel. feel. And that intangible. It's intangible. That What and, is that? And many folks are going for that as a part of their entertainment. They want you to walk away with that memory. Mm-hmm. But when I hear music, like Die Hard, it's not just, I don't just have a memory of it. It evokes memory within my body, within my, within my, my story. Mm-hmm. So when Felicia, when you presented this to me today, my mind immediately opened up in, <laughs> in the, in the way that I told you that music can be euphoric for me. Mm-hmm. It's not just in me creating it. It's me experiencing it at a high level. Mm-hmm. And when you describe that, I had this thought almost immediately. And I said, wow, if what we know to be Black American music now is in fact and has come to be by way of the survival of one of the most unimaginable, inhumane departure from what is all familiar to you. Mm. We explore a lot of grief in uh, our processing to find the love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not only the sadness, but the love. Mm -hmm. And I realized today that there is a correlation between the way the music makes me feel and the messages of love that have been longing to be delivered. Mm. I think about what it means to have that separation, that uncertainty from the shores of West Africa across the transatlantic slave trade. And I think about what our songs might have sound like then, mm-hmm. the moans, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the drums, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the you know, the spirit, the verve yeah. moving through the body, the breathing. Yeah. Even breathing, which is why we examine ad libs the way we do. <laughs> we want that breath. Yeah. Right? But embedded in this, I began to wonder, are we a part of an almost an afterlife experience Mm. of the grief that was once experienced in the departure from our family. And are we perhaps years or light years into the evolution from when the songs turn from sadness and weeping and mourning into joy, into promise, into spirit, into fight, Mm. into all these other emotions that we also contain. Yeah. And that's what that music feels like to me, right? Yeah. It it possesses all of these truths. And then I, I began to wonder, like, if grief is an experience of love, but we don't know when we find the love or how far into the journey. Hmm. Are we in how that? How far into the journey? So are we in the age of the love that mm. was remembered, mm-hmm. right? From our families, from our drums, from our native tongues. And we know that there's other sonic music out that doesn't strike me in this way. Right. But learning to have an appreciation of it all because you don't know what part of the grief journey that music is expressing. Uh-huh. I love that. I love that perspective. So one doesn't move my spirit in the the 808s are just super 
imbalanced or the the verbal tone and texture of the delivery yeah. is less balanced and less harmonic. Mm-hmm. I find myself having grace hmm. because I don't know what part of the journey that music is in, but I know where it came from, which is why we all use the drum that way. Right. Come on with the extension of grace right now. We need it. We need I, it. We need it big. I appreciate that so much. And it, it's liberating for me. It's healing for me mm-hmm. to be able to extend grace in that way. Because you're right. We do need it. And you are not disconnected from me. No. No. Not at all. In fact, not at all. Not, not in all. this experience. We have more in common than we have in difference. Mm-hmm. And we also know that difference doesn't mean deficit. Yeah, well, but in this music, <laughs> check this out, though. I also thought about what's happening in that Kendrick song, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that beat is moving, the way it's bopping, the way it's sliding. But I also found evidence, perhaps, of what I was talking about in the lyrics. Tell me more. Well, it also says, the intro is Kendrick and looks like Kaja Bonet. Forgive me if I did not pronounce that uh, the way your family pronounces it, but... I pop the pain away. I slide the pain away. I pop the pain away. I slide the pain away. Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? So, so if it feels this good, if it feels this good, then what is this pain he's addressing? Mm. It's in there. It's in there. It's coming from somewhere. Right. And blast come through on the chorus and says, not too late. To set my demon straight. No. You wait. Come on, tell me, Fee. How much do you, you take? I hope you see the God in me. I'm not the vocalist, so I, you're really. You're oh, I'm really, sorry. Well, you know, he sings it really well. But he sings it. He sings it. Okay. He can sing. <laughs> you got it, Rita. No, but listen. <laughs> I hope you see the God in me. I hope you can see. And if it's up, stay down for me. Mm, stay grounded for me. There is this introduction in the very first melodies we hear in those words. Mm-hmm. I pop the pain away. I slide the pain away. Then Blast comes through and says, I hope I'm not too late to set my demon straight. I know I made you wait, but how much can you take? I vividly remember feelings like this in grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these, these stories that last through our music are not only sad. Because this song doesn't feel sad to me in the slightest bit. Not even. But when you read what the author is saying, they're conveying their truths through melodies of of joy. But it does not separate from from whence it came. And to me, that is one of the most special ways for me to experience music. My happiness is my responsibility. And Black music did that for me. Man. Today... Black music was responsible for me exploring some of the joy that I have for the way it makes me feel. All the parts I can feel, all the parts I can hear, the way it makes my body remember, the way it makes my mind and my spirit remember, right? Yeah. Um, And I also know that sound moves mass. Mm -hmm. Sound can move mass. So are these sounds, these rhythms, 
moving me at a cellular level, Mm -hmm. right? At a chemical level, at a spiritual level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's the intangible in a way that we can't measure, but I know it's happening inside of me. Mm -hmm. And when you brought that music, but I tell y'all this all the time, right? Fee is one of my favorite playlist curators. I hope she DJs one day. Okay. <laughs> I hope tight. I hope she DJs one day. I'm gonna do it because she has an unbelievable sense of feel and vibe. Thank you. And when you played that music today during the uh, workout in the backyard, I felt that. I felt that, and it also made me think about. If if these sounds and this music is coming from continental Africa through the Black American lived experience, mm-hmm. then it also gave me a sense of joy for roots and culture and reggae music. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> right, but also recognizing like it's another uh, reverberation of those experiences. Yeah. In another direction, another frequency. Yeah. But it gave me an appreciation for it all. Mm. Right? Because if we just take it like modern, one of my favorite examples of roots and culture, reggae music, and Black American music and soul is the way Chronix lays his harmonies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Chronix lays his harmonies, undoubtedly <laughs> fashioned after black American music. Yes. You can tell. You can hear it. He's a skilled I hear, vocalist. I hear Marvin all up and through it. Through the sound of the bingy drum. Mm-hmm. Through the rhythms, right, of the land of wood and water. So I'm so fascinated of how this music connects us globally. Yeah. Globally. And I'm fascinated with the resiliency and creativity to feel pain and sadness and for that to be such a um, a large part of the story in our arrival. Mm-hmm. I am at awe at the resiliency in expression yeah. over the years. Yeah. I am in awe at our ancestors yeah. who have pushed that sound through. Survived who have, it, who have survived in sound, who have endured um, these gifts are not little. And the way that we all get to experience them and how it connects us is so incredibly profound. And man, I just, I love the way that you dissected the beginning of that song and how it loops us back to where we started with our affirmation. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that. But I thank you for connecting. And again, how it, it just demonstrates how we are ever connected because these affirmations are to a gift from the ancestors through your lineage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I celebrate the pride that we get to experience today from the journey, what the journey has been, not only sadness, but there is joy in our resiliency to be able to create and remember. And remember. It's the remembering, my to G. Create it's the remembering. And remember. Come on. Who yeah. we are, how the sounds connect us, how they move us. Yeah. How to get the mix right. 
Mm-hmm. How to communicate spirit. How to get the mix right. And let me tell you, if I ever put out an album solo, my mixer was coming straight from Jamaica. I'm not making, I'm not, I'm not telling no lies. I love I'm not it. telling no lies. I listen to it. Chronic's album. Listen, listen to Bomb Bomb. Whoever did that listen mix, I want them. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, yeah. But it's it's the it's the separation of sound and the togetherness of sound that leaves room for the feel. Yeah. Right? In between the notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All those expressions. Mm-hmm. And if I can remember to treat life that way, how much more enduring will I be? If I can also learn to find meaning in the space between the notes, that is, if I can find meaning in what I hear and what I don't hear, Mm. Hmm. how much endurance will that give me? Because so much of the journey is spent trying to listen for the next step, the next instruction, especially in grief. You try to go in to figure out where to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I hope I'm not too late. Hmm. I popped the pain away. I slide the pain away. I popped. Hey. Come on, Doc. <laughs> Come right. on, I'm, Doc. About, I'm about to go listen to it. <laughs> Man, Felicia, it's an absolute joy um, exploring the spirit of Black music. Mm-hmm. The journey and the alchemy of grief and love and the sound and the vibrations that move this world time and time again. Yeah. Y'all could place it behind ads all you want, but you cannot, you cannot fabricate the spirit. Mm. And I know y'all want it. <laughs> say that, Reed. That's what Lauren would say if she's here. Tell him, Reed. <laughs> Man. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmation with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. We thank our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver, mm-hmm. our producer, Crystal Hill, mm-hmm. and every listener that continues to grow this community from our family to yours. May we all love more abundantly. Peace. Peace.